Teaching Mums Limited is an executive coaching company specialising in education, parenting, homeschooling and updating the professional profile of mothers across the globe. Teaching Mums was made for mums by mums. We coach, train, empower, support and resource mums to take the next best step. Family, work, life, home, business, marriage, children, relationships, health, mental, emotional wellness. What is your next best step? Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. Hi girls, welcome to Winning Wednesday. How are you winning this week? How are you winning today? This week we are winning with reading and we have our very own literary expert, Mrs. Trisha Hall. Hi Trisha. Hi Lulu. How How are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Not, um, feeling too stressed but I'm doing okay. Good, 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 good. So um, before um, Trisha and I start talking about um, her latest reads, I just want to tell you that Trisha is a qualified teacher and she works in primary schools and she's currently teaching year six or year five? Year five. Teaching year five. So Trisha is the epitome of a teaching mum. She's a mum and a teacher, a wife, all the hats that you can think of Trisha wears. So it's going to be really, really interesting today just to hear her unpick um, reading. We're going to be looking at why reading is so important for women, for mothers. How do we find the time? I absolutely love books, but it takes me about four and a half years to read each book. So um, I've got a really, really long list of things I want to do before this lockdown is over. So um, Trisha, my first question for you is how do you find the time? How do you find the time to read with your your family, your children, your your job, your extended family, you know, your own interests? When do you get the time to read? Oh, Lula, I think, um, like you, I absolutely love reading. So what I thought initially was that I didn't want to read anything unless it was an actual book, you know, a book I could feel, okay. you know, turn the pages. But... I realized I had to be a lot more flexible with how I read. Okay. So I'm always reading at least two or three books at a time. I mean, wow. yeah, I, I know it's something people always say, oh, that can't happen. But in this, what I think is that if you read, say, an audiobook. Yes. While you're cooking, doing oh, the laundry. Oh, I like your style. Up, <laughs> you know, going to work, you can listen to a book. Yes. Okay. Then... You can have a digital book, and that book you can read at lunchtime. So, mm-hmm. say, I know it seems a bit antisocial, but you know, you could read on your own at lunchtime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and get that done. You can read on the bus, even though we're not on the bus that much nowadays. Yes. But you could pretty much read a digital book wherever. Okay. And then, you know, if you like the feel of paper, you know, turning those pages, then you can have that hardcover book that you're reading before you go to bed, okay. first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee, if there's no nice. one around, yes. um, you can get that book in at that time. Okay. So I think audiobooks are probably the key to getting to listen more. Okay. You know, because that way you can do it no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Having a bath, you can listen to a book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you give them three really, really great tips. So you're saying um, instead of just 
you know, reading one book, you could listen to an audio book, have a digital copy of another book and a hardcover. So potentially you could be reading three books at the same time, but in different situations. I think I really like the way you said at lunchtime, you could, even though it's a little bit antisocial, um, <laughs> take some... <laughs> Take, take some time out to read. But actually, I feel that teaching as a profession, the interface is so high, sometimes having 10 minutes alone, you know, with no children around, none of your students around, no members of staff around, I think it does wonders for your day. And then if you have a staff meeting in the evening, you, at least you've had a break, you know, at lunchtime, where you've been able to spend a bit of time on your own. I also really like the idea of the digital um, copy because that can actually go on your phone, on your device, and you can download it everywhere. I think I'm a bit like you in that I really like to have a hard copy of a book. And as you said, it will either follow me around the house, it will be in the kitchen, it will be underneath the bed or underneath the sofa. And I think that is so good that there's so many avenues now to, in, you know, for, in, for ways in which you can actually enjoy reading, which is why I think if people don't consider themselves to be natural readers having something like an audio book or a digital copy just makes reading feel a bit easier? That's yeah, true. I mean, and, and the other thing to think about as well is, well, my children are teenagers. So mm-hmm. I have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old. Okay. And for lots of the books, the way I buy them depends on who is going to be reading the book. Yes. So if it's a book just for me where I feel my children won't really be that interested, mm-hmm. um, I'll get the audio book because they, okay. right now they, they don't cook with me <laughs> they're not interested in doing laundry with me <laughs> so I know essentially I'm listening to that book on my own okay um they prefer you know hard books so they prefer to have a book in their hands okay so those are the books I generally tend to order okay. um as hard books and then they will they will read the book as well so um it, it depends on you know which format I'll buy a book on depending on is it going to be just me or is it going to be a book I'm sharing you know with my children okay um, and I like it for some of you say that again and that may be for you because you may listen to a book yes. you know, with your daughter where yeah. your mind just don't listen with me yeah absolutely and I think that I've worked out the times at home where it's very, you know, it's relatively quiet and relatively mm-hmm. busy. So when it's quiet, for example, I um, I still cook with my teenager. So mm-hmm. that's the time I might have something on in the background, but it, it might not be, it might not be a book. It might be a podcast because I know that yeah. I can dip in and out. But if it's a book that I want to listen to, I probably would do that on my own too, because I really want to get into it. And it's the same mm-hmm. if I'm reading a, like, you know, a hard copy, I will make sure that I don't have any interruptions because I get I don't want to lose the flow of the story you know when you read you are transported into the story aren't you and then if someone yeah, says oh mum I really need your help with <laughs> you're suddenly reminded okay back to back to reality um and so I do get pocket holes of time in the day where I can just read but I think if I know for example I know my husband's going to be out for the evening and I've got the night to myself that might be the night that I'll listen to the audiobook because then mm-hmm. it's just me and I can really listen and think oh what happened? Do I have to rewind? Do I have to, you know, I, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. Um, my next question for you is how do you choose your genre of fiction or nonfiction? How do you decide what type of book you're going to read? Oh, it's a tricky one because I read every genre, okay. every type of book that you could think of. That's fantastic. So, um, what generally tends to happen is that I'll go searching for a particular book and that could be um, just because it's another book that's come up from an author that I know. Okay, And okay. then I'll see other books pop up, 
have a look at that. Um, just do a quick read through, and then I'll select that book. Oh um, wow! I was really into science fiction at one point, mm-hmm. and lots of magazines, you know, at the back of them, they'll have suggested books to read. Okay, okay. And so, you know, you'll find if you look, if there's some magazines that you look at, they'll have at the back of it, and there are science fiction ones that, you know, definitely tell you the new books that are out. Um, but generally for me, it is just doing those searches, you know, um, yeah. there's, you know, particular websites that sell lots of things. I don't know if I can actually mention names. Oh, but, go ahead. It's absolutely um, fine. <laughs> um, if you go onto Amazon, you're looking for a particular book. Mm-hmm. They always have recommended books that pop up. Yes. And yeah. I'll look there. Um, there is the, there's the Lambeth platform for, um, digital books, which okay. is called RB Digital. Okay. And that's absolutely free. So you can go on and you can borrow audiobooks and um, digital books for free. Ooh, okay. And they'll have new books that are out. Mm-hmm. So you can just, you know, have a look at the blurb for the book and the author, then do a quick look on Amazon and see the other books and then look at the reviews as well. Lots of times I look at the reviews just to see, you know, what um, what other readers have said. Okay. So for me, it's, it's not really genre. Okay. It's just... Um, it is a feel of the story, so I'll have to read just a little extract. Yes. Um, because it's very personal for me in terms of the style of mm-hmm. that writer. Okay. Um, can I picture what they're trying to tell me just in that one paragraph? Can I see it in my Wow, head? wow. Um, so it's more of, of that connection with how that person has written more so than the actual genre, because I, I read everything. Thriller, mystery, crime, science fiction, horror. Um, but it's really the style of that writer. So I think reading a bit of the book now, um, which is really good, which is what Amazon is really good for, because you can read a bit of that book before you've actually bought it. That, so, yeah, that's um, that's really good advice, Um Trisha, now just thinking actually, even though you're saying you do read from a variety of genres, you still have a method of how you go about reading and how you select your books. Because I think one thing that people sometimes overlook, I feel that every time you read a book, you're developing a connection or a bond, a relationship with this item. Fiction or non-fiction, you are going to be with this thing, with this story for a week, for two weeks, yeah. if you're like me, you know, maybe a year and a half, <laughs> you know, it's a big, it's a big commitment. So I think it's important to choose something that you, that you like. And as you said, something that you just from the extract, you can pick up, like, which I think is phenomenal. You think, mm, this is definitely not for me, or this is definitely something that I'd be interested in, in reading for the next week or two. Yeah, and, and to not feel pressured by what other people may say, especially okay. friends, because I find that um, you may have, you know, there may be a story that's a perfectly great story, mm-hmm. but the stat which is written is just not for you. Yes, yeah, um, that's a very good point. So, yeah, I, I don't believe in struggling through a book. Mm. <laughs> you know, I feel that, you know, if you read the first few pages, or, the, you know, even the first chapter, let's say, and you just don't feel like this is a book that you can enjoy, regardless of how many awards it's gotten, and regardless of how many friends have recommended it, it, it's just not worth the time, I think, Wow. for you to invest in a book that you're not going to enjoy. I yeah. think the point of reading is to, to really be immersed in this, you know, whether it's someone's story yeah. or, you know, whether it's fiction, to be really immersed in this world. Yeah, so I feel like you have to enjoy it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's going to lead me on to my, my third and final question, actually. How do you, once you start reading, unpick the plot? Like, you did make a really good point just now saying, no matter how many awards the book has, has won and how many friends say the book is fantastic, if you don't connect to the story, you just make a, you just decide not to continue reading. But once you have started reading, how do you start to unpick the plot? And at what, what point do you get to where you feel that, actually, this is really not worth my investment or time? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because there's some books that you're reading them and your thought is um, oh yeah I know how this is going to go yes. so, you know, <laughs> and you're reading you're thinking yep I know these are this but for me it's, it's not necessarily how it's going to go it's mm-hmm. um, that connection that I feel to the characters yes, you know, okay. can I um, understand why they've made those choices mm. So, mm. yeah, I may think I know how it's going to happen and I figure, okay, you know, this plot is predictable. I know what's going to happen. Yes. But am I um, enjoying it along the way? Am okay. I, you know, saying, yep, I know why, they, you know, I, can, I understand why they said that. Or, yep, I know how they're feeling. Um, there are some books that have been really popular. I, um, I think there was one, was it Girl on a Train? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I did not finish the book, and the movie came out, and I did not finish the movie. Oh, wow. Because I could not connect with what the character was uh. doing and the things that they were doing. And it, it was, I think it was more the, um, the empathetic part for me. I could not understand Interesting. why those things were being done. And I couldn't put myself in that character's place and say, well, if I was in that position, I this is what I would do. Yes. I couldn't. So that was just one book I couldn't finish. So for me, it's um, it's not necessarily I'm picking the plot and figuring it out because a lot of times you have no idea what's going to happen until the end. Yes, yeah. It's really, oh, um, you know, what's he going to do next? Oh, yeah, I, mm. I get that. Yep, yep, I can see that. I can understand. It's, it's more, you know, understanding the characters and um, kind of living through the book with them. Okay, okay. Wow, I think it, it's um it's so interesting that you talk about it, um because everybody approaches reading in a slightly different way, and yeah. what I love about what you're saying is that you know you're really making the most of your investment and of your time because you know the the how much the book costs is never is not really the issue. It's more the investment of how many hours. If you think if let's say you're reading two hours every day mm-hmm. over a week, that's fourteen hours. That's more than a working day. And if you're going to invest that amount of time in something, you're absolutely right. You have to enjoy it. And I think it's fantastic. I really love, you know, the tips you're sharing and your angle on, you know, why you read and and how you read. What we're going to do is we're going to take a short break and then I want you to share what your latest find has been and um, tell us a bit about the story. We'll head to a break now. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi girls, we're back. It's Winning Wednesday and today we are winning with reading and we have with us our literary expert, Trisha Hall. Now, before the break, Trisha was just taking us on a beautiful journey about how she chooses her books, how she finds the time to enjoy these books that she's chosen and the commitment that she makes to the characters and if she decides to pull the plug, when and why. I'm going to hand over to you, Trisha, and you're going to tell us about your latest find. Okay, thanks, Lulu. Um, the book I've just finished 
is called The Missing American, so it's by Quay uh, Courting. And um, this book is set in Ghana, mm-hmm. mainly in Accra, um, and the, the author is, is also from Ghana, but I believe that he lives in here in the UK now. Okay. So that to me was um, one of the reasons I chose the book. Wow. So, well, the cover, of course, is, is, is really dynamic. Mm-hmm. So that's what got my attention initially. Okay. And the name, The Missing American. And then laid on top of that was the fact that the author um, is Ghanaian. And then the book is set in Ghana. So wow. those, were, those were the things that kind of motivated me to just even read, it, read an, an extract from the book. Okay. So um, when I got into it, I thought it was really interesting because... Um, Right from the get-go, I was trying to find definitions of words and terms I've never heard. Mm. And so that just tells you, he did a really great job, I think, with um, really linking it to, because I've never been to Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the terms I've heard, so he mentions the food quite a bit, and there were other terms that he mentioned that were just kind of fascinating to me, and I kept trying to to click on those links to find out, you know, what they meant. <laughs> okay. So that was, you know, that was really good. That was um, something I enjoyed about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off in the, it starts in, it starts in the U.S. and then it moves into Ghana. Okay. And Ooh. that was, the description was, was pretty good in terms of the scenes that he had said. I just, you know, it could have been a little better. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite picture a lot of the, um, the scenes in my head. So it, it the the scene set in Accra, which is I mean, it's capital, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, the the descriptions were not that vivid in terms of you know what the buildings looked like. Mm-hmm. So I I just got snippets of what it looked like, but not you know really detailed image in my mind of okay. what um, he was trying to describe. But the storyline I thought was really good. So the, the character, the main character is um, a young female. Okay. And she, she, um, she wants to become a detective like her dad. Wow. So it goes to her journey mm-hmm. of um, being on the police force and wanting to become a detective. Okay. And then it, 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 it talks, it shows you all the, um, the things that she came up against, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, which the writer said, you know, are, are quite typical in Ghana. Yes. And, and because he's Ghanaian, I, I, be, I tended to believe him. So, you know, so it's interesting. <laughs> yes. So, so it, it's fiction. It's a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was telling me quite a bit about Ghanaian culture. Yes. And, you know, how things work and nepotism mm. and, you yes. know, the, um, that 1%, you know, the, the elite society yes. as opposed to, to, you know, the, pe- the main society, you know, people who are struggling every day to live. Mm. So that was really interesting. And then combine that with the um, the computer fraud. Okay. So she ends up investigating computer fraud um, against an American who okay. was in Dallas and spoke to someone in Ghana and then ended up coming over to investigate. So that's kind of the gist of the story. Okay. Um, without me giving away too much. But it is definitely a page turner. So Oh, it sounds I have goosebumps because yeah. I mean yeah. you and I have been friends for a long time. I you know, I'm from Ghana, <laughs> but I was born in London 
And people told me about Accra before I went. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. Trisha, when I went to Accra, the first night and the second day, I was just in tears because it was so beautiful. And it's nothing, it's not even close to what people described it as it would be. And I think it's it's sometimes really difficult to transfer the richness of the culture into words. And I completely understand your point about, you know, it wasn't vivid enough to imagine it. No, and I think that people yeah. try to do the best that they can but until you go there and that that wave of heat just melts your all your make all your makeup and all your hair products, you know, you just suddenly feel this is what people have been talking about. And it, it sounds the book sounds fantastic. And I really, really want to get myself a copy. Um, I don't think I'm gonna get a hard copy, it'll probably be an audio book or um a digital copy, just because it means I can, you know, as you said, I can kind of read it on on the go. Um can I ask you a question? Have you finished reading the book and started a new oh, book? Oh, definitely. Oh, you finished? Oh, well, oh yeah, definitely. So, oh, my so, goodness. Um, <laughs> yes, I finished that and I'm reading um, a couple others. I just finished okay. another one today, which was one of my audio ones. Okay. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm reading a hard copy of a, um, of a science fiction. Okay. So, okay. So, um, yeah, so can I ask you a question? What will you be sharing next month on Winning Wednesdays when we're talking about reading again? Oh, the next one. Hmm. I haven't actually thought about that. uh, (laughs) Actually, I think I will share a science fiction. Oh, lovely. Um, Lovely. Yeah, I'm always trying to I'm always trying to, to get people to read science fiction. Yes, I know. <laughs> I think I will share um, Red Rising by Paris Brown. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Trisha, it has been absolutely phenomenal to have you on the show today. You are probably the best literary expert I've spoken to about a book. I just want to go and buy every book on Amazon this afternoon <laughs> just to see if I can use some of your techniques. Um, you definitely, over the years, have really inspired my um, love, for, love for reading, as well as being a fantastic friend. You've also really, really inspired my journey as um, a reading mum, because it's just helped with the stress, taking the edge off the day. Um, so I love your advice. I love your tips. Thank you for the um, non-spoiler intro into The Missing American. That's definitely... Um, the next book on my list. As soon as you said it was based in Ghana, I thought you had me then. <laughs> It'd be really interesting to hear his um, his authenticity and to hear what he has, you know, used his stylistic license to change. But um, it'll be good to have. It'll be nice to have a good read that's not based, you know, in the parts of the world that we all know about. It'd be, um, yeah. Um, yeah. And I do believe that this is go- supposed to be a part of a series. So he's written oh, another book. Okay. But I think this is supposed to be the first of a detective series okay. with that main character. Okay. So it'll be really nice to see, you know, when I come out, mm-hmm. you know, if they're just as good as this one. Lovely. Okay, Trisha, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, being a part of Winning Wednesday. Okay, girls, well, Trisha Hall will be back next month for our Winning Wednesdays on Good Reads and Good Finds. She is our resident expert, and, I mean, she can read a book in her sleep, actually. So she's the the best person to speak to about books or any um, ideas you have in terms of what direction to go in, please feel free to email me, lulu at teachingmums.com, if you have any questions for Trisha or about this episode. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.
Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. Have you left a review? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love your feedback. Send your comments, quotes, requests to lulu at teachingmums.com and leave a review. By leaving a review, it means that this podcast is able to reach hundreds and hundreds of mums just like you. The aim of the Each Mum, Reach Mum, Teach Mum podcast is to enable mothers across the globe to positively and safely develop their professional profile and their role at home in such a way that those quiet moments can be enjoyed just as much as the moments where we're juggling 45 things at once. Thank you so much for listening in today. I look forward to sharing with you again. Bye-bye.